This is the Quantum Biology Podcast, where we break down the practical health applications of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. My name is Matt Manns. I am a massage therapist and strength and conditioning coach and been in this, say, professional endeavor for almost about 15 years now. And it led me to what I do now, which is taking all of that, but creating a circadian spin on it all. And could you walk us through your journey of how you landed in the circadian health world and sort of what your, your big influences and big moments were in that? Yeah, that's, you know, the story, right? So to begin, I would start with myself as an athlete. Um, I was always into performance training and really diving into the, the realms of, of strength and conditioning. Um, I saw that as a, a very important and vital part of improving athletic performance. And, you know, I had all these dreams and, and aspirations to play beyond high school and into the college years. Um, I played baseball and football most of my life. I had a, a dream to play college football. And I can firmly say that without, say, strength and conditioning or my work ethic in the you know, athletic performance sector, it wouldn't have happened. Um, so I'm very grateful to have that, that itch early on. And that itch was so strong that, and my, you could say, like work ethic in that endeavor was, was very strong that I wanted to make a career out of that. So I decided through going back and forth between physical education, physical therapy, and a bunch of other things to land on kinesiology and exercise science. So I was able to find a program in upstate New York that offered that. And it was, it was very, very well known. And then I was able to walk on as a division three walk on in, in upstate New York as well. And then, you know, this was the beginning you could say of like the athletic performance side of, of me. I was very, very much in the books, very much in the weight room, very much on the floor and saw this as like, you know, this is going to be who I am for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, it was, it was extremely passionate, extremely, extremely focused. And my last year of college, I was able to land an internship in upstate New York at Syracuse University. So I was, you know, 21 years old as a weight room intern at a big time division one school, helping, you know, athletes prepare for the NFL draft and working with, you know, all Americans and et cetera. And it was this, you know, very almost pinch yourself type of environment for me, because it's exactly what I, you know, wanted, wanted to have in front of me. And this was this, you know, back and forth because I basically wasn't going to be making any money. Um, I had nowhere to really live. I was already done with college and, you know, I had to make things work. So I had some buddies that were still going to school up there and I called them up and I said, Hey, um, I'm going to be interning or volunteering again, but I have nowhere to live. You know, is there a way that, or a couch or two that you have, you know, handy? I um, mean, so I was fortunate enough that a lot of my buddies were like, heck, you know, Hey, yeah, man, couches are yours. So I had all my clothes in my trunk and I basically was living on my friend's couches and I was still driving up and back to, to volunteer at, at, at this university again. And this showed me and also showed my superiors that this is what I, I wanted this, you know, I was, I was willing to sacrifice and willing to put in the time and not really, you know, re receive any reward yet. I mean, that led to a, an eventual hire. So now I'm 23 years old as a basically a full-time strength and conditioning coach at a division, major division one university, only one year out of college. I mean, I'm coaching athletes that are only a year younger than myself. So is this very strong, say like thrown to the wolves, you know, baptism by fire, immediate like transplant into a transportation into like a very high position in the field. 
So again, like pinch yourself type of moment, holy smokes, like we're, we're here now and this is great. And it was a, a very strong catalyst and, a, and a, a leaping off point into, say, my, my professional endeavor. So I was exactly where I wanted to be and doing exactly what I wanted to do, working with the exact athletes that I wanted to. And I rode that wave for a long time. I wasn't really budging because, you know, it was a good place to be. So I spent eight years as a Division I strength and conditioning coach at Syracuse University. Absolutely phenomenal experience, everything positive, and I loved every single second of that. And towards the last two, say, seasons there, I really started to learn more about not only athletic performance, but health. And this is how this all comes to be. I personally saw the gaps in my own self that, yes, I was very, say, physically primed and, and had a strong amount of prowess, but I wouldn't consider myself completely, say, holistically healthy. And also the way I would train my athletes is often how I would train myself. And I would focus on what, what would focus on with my athletes, I was focusing on with myself. So I saw the disconnection to them as well that I would say indirectly transferring um, to their lifestyle as well. So we were great, phenomenally great. And I am kind of, I guess, giving myself a compliment here, but we were very, very highly conditioned, you know, in, in multiple sports and multiple domains. And we were, say, missing, say, this one factor of, of health because I was unaware of it until these, until these moments. Um, I started reading and, and listening to a lot of Paul Check. Um, I started reading and listening to a lot of, this is the beginning of, say, like the Jack Cruz influence. And so I saw this gap within myself that I need to learn more about. You know, it wasn't only the time spent in the book spent in relation to the weight room and the stuff that we could improve upon in the weight room. It was, you know, let's create, you know, more resilient and, and a complete human beings. Um, and healthy human beings and healthy college athletes. And it started with myself. So as much as I was, you know, very primed to perform, um, I was also experiencing, say, some like emotional instability, you know, some, some poor sleep patterns, some inability to recover, you know, and, and this was something, okay, this is, there's probably something here to this, you know, and then the sponge say was empty and I wanted to soak up more, say, uh, wisdom and knowledge. So I had to make a tough decision around 2018 I had say like this, this unanswered question within myself of, you know, what else that's, that's a question that's always been driving me and continues to drive me to this day is, you know, yes, you say like climb this say ladder and you put yourself in a position, but like, what else is there? What else could you do? What else are you capable of? And what else is there to learn? You know, so that was a, a question, you know, that is always in the back of your mind. And it takes a lot of bravery and courage to, to answer it and confront it because, you know, there's always something to learn when you start to say, uh, entertain that question. So I had to make a tough decision. And I actually stepped out of the college strength and conditioning world. I, I stepped out of the dream job. I walked away from it out of my own volition to explore more. And, and because I saw like this gap in the profession and in myself, that was, you know, getting further, further and further separating itself from high levels of human performance and ultimate, you could say, a holistic lifestyle, you know, one that honors nature, one that lives by certain um, vitalistic principles and doesn't divorce itself from nature and doesn't try to break its, its necessary laws. So I pulled myself out of this profession. I went into, say, the private sector training and also freed up time on my schedule where I could learn. And I was going to either go to physical therapy school or massage therapy school. And I I side to more of the esoteric side and the more say holistic principles, which massage therapy does have the program that I did take was heavily rooted in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so a very Eastern mind approach, um, well divorced from say like 
yes, it, it is substantiated with peer reviewed research and et cetera, but it also gives you an opportunity and permission to explore well beyond say, say science. I mean, that, that's what I've always done. And, and it was something that is still a part of myself. So this is the, you know, transition out of say, like the, the athletic trainer, athletically minded person to now that end the say bold person who's honoring these principles and wanting to in integrate it into their, into their say uh, skill set or profession. So I took that about a year and a half program. I was like one semester, one term away from graduating 2020 hits and everything starts to shut down. So I had to put my program on hold, but then this is the part of say my, my career where I really started to dive into circadian uh, the circadian approach from a, a voice within myself. I changed my Instagram handle to circadian man. I mean, it's, it's been quite a hit up until now uh, because I saw it as personally myself. I always felt best when I was outdoors majority of the day, when my sleep was tuned, you know, when I could recover from the gym and when I wasn't always living in the gym, you know, I was, training athletes and training, you know, clients from 6am to almost 9pm, almost every single day, waking up at four, getting home at 11 on repeat. And that was a very difficult time because I was so, you know, passionate about helping people, but I was also burning the candle extremely at both ends. And I was really sacrificing myself. I knew how much damage I was doing to my circadian biology. I knew I was so out of rhythm. I knew I was breaking all these natural laws. I was so divorced from nature and I was experiencing it, but I was, I was holding on you could say to like the roller coaster by the handles, almost like I use the analogy, like riding your bike downhill with no brakes and kind of steering as you go. Um, Cause I knew it wasn't the end point. I knew I had a dream once I was done with school. And once I was done with the private sector to create and, and to merge and, and unify with people who thought this way and, and honor these principles. So after 2021, towards the end of 21, I really started to have similar, say, tough decisions to make, whether it to be to relocate from, from New York, and which we did, my wife and I did, and uh, we partnered up with, with Dr. Alex Lee to open up and co-found Circadian Healing and Performance, which is where we are now in Sarasota, Florida. Um, we do everything from nervous system chiropractic care to bodywork massage therapy, to all the performance training that I've had experience with, with the circadian principles still in play. Every client and every, every patient that we work with, our aim is to have them understand the circadian principles because it's obviously on the building, but it is so deeply rooted into the message that we put out and the service that we provide. Wow, that's an incredible story. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm struck by your, your persistence and your tenacity and yeah. And it's funny in our early twenties, we can get away with doing that. I had, I did that in my, I had a media career. I did similar, you know, I was like in the editing suite at two in the morning, <laughs> Yeah. but at a certain point, the body and the mind and the soul say no more. Oh yeah, totally. I can totally say that the mind, the body and the soul was informing me that, Hey, you, you, you got away with this for a, a certain amount of years, but you won't be able to get up, get away with this for much longer. So you have to make some changes. When you explain the natural principles and the natural laws to people, how do you explain it to them? Yeah, it's a tough question because I always try to be who I am. I am not a scientist. I am not an MD. I'm not a doctor. I'm a, a trainer and a, and a body worker. So I side more on me aiming to be like a generalist over a specialist. So when I'm say teaching or instructing or 
uh, helping anybody understand, say, these principles, it's to always deliver them in the most general and simple way. And, you know, you could say like the circadian rhythm itself I mean, the balance of light and dark is, is quite simple. It is very easy to, you know, observe and see because it happens every single day. Um, so it's really to just to have the bridge be made within the person that there's a, a natural passage of time throughout the day. And it's not driven, say, by our the clock on our wrist or the clock on our phone. It's driven by the environment, it's driven by light. And we are so sensitive to this passage of light, so much so that it drives all our, our biological mechanisms. All our hormonal you know, systems are driven by this passage of, of light. And you know, we need to be, say, calibrated and synchronized and tuned to the exact passage of time and the exact rhythms of nature. Therefore, we can assume similar rhythms in the nature within ourselves, And that in itself is health, right? That is the, the individual living, you know, how we're designed to, to live, which is, you know, in rhythm, in harmony, um, and, and in tune with, with, with Mother Nature's principles. So, you know, when you say open up that conversation, and, you know, I don't need to go right into like the peer reviewed and, and you know, how much, you know, the, the, you know, how all these chemical processes that, you know, the proof is there. It's okay. Let's just really just open this up, set the table with very simple general principles first to begin. And then once that say is like common sense is, is delivered, it's like, oh, really? Wow. So you're telling me this. It's like, yes. Oh, and then like, so what about this? It's like, yes. And then therefore you can maybe create some more robust, you know, with, with your studies and whatnot. Absolutely. I love that. And I, yeah, I think it's very, very important that there's lots of, lots of us out there and I'm the same way as you. I'm, you know, I'm an English major, so I talk in metaphors, not, not science, but I think for most people, that is the most helpful way in, you know, unless you're talking to somebody who, who has a, a very specific type of background. Have you, how people tend to respond when you open this up with them? And have you noticed people changing and becoming slightly more open to it? Yeah. I feel like I've noticed a shift over the last, I don't know, six months. Big time. I, so I'm glad, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I believe around say 2017, 2018, I started to really get into this stuff. I really started to get into light health. I really started to like digest everything that Jack Cruz was talking about because up until that point, this type of information was, was quite rare, you know, unless you're like in there and you're only, you know, really looking at like the work of Jack Cruz and some others say like, you know, bold, bold, bold men and women, it wasn't really like commonly accepted yet. And it was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to like, I'm going to go like paleo mode. I'm going to keep my eyes on like paleo. I'm going to keep my eyes on like, maybe like grounding. And then it's like, well, no, light is actually the, the, the thing. It's like, it trumps it all. And it's like, you know, at first, a lot of people are either unaware or, or quite hesitant, but, you know, to circle that back to the exact present moment that we're in now, it is like a, a wild, say, like awakening of principles of, of, you know, circadian biology, where, you know, at, at one point, I changed, say, like the Instagram handle and like people were like, what does circadian even mean? Like, why, what are you getting at, dude? Like, why don't you just stay, stay in your lane here? And I'm like, no, this is real. Like, this is important. How important? It's so important that I'm changing my, my Instagram handle, my whole brand to represent it. 
and to shift into this whole into this whole frame of mind. So it's been a process, but it's also been an extremely exciting and rewarding one to look back and to circle back, say even like three years time to now, where it's like this is no longer you know hearsay. It's no longer like a, a, a single thread. It is a very loud type of message that's being spoken by a lot of people in the health and performance world, which is really what needs to happen. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I love that. I'm, you know, like our whole our whole thing is like let's let's make this like as much of a conversation as possible. And what I love about like the light stuff is that anyone, you know, like performance trainer can use it, psychologist can you, you know, like anybody who helps well, yeah, people. <laughs> exactly. And I'd argue that especially in the say like athletic performance personal training uh, sector. Uh, it, it's, it's now or never because the environments that we operate in are toxic. They are. They're fluorescently driven light, tough hours, you know, not outdoors. And it's much harm as you're doing to yourself as a, as a professional in that environment, however many hours a day. You want your clients and patients to get well, and you're trying, and not to say your service is um, not effective. It, if, if you're good, it, 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 it will be. And it's time to perform the same exact service in an environment that is conducive to the, the, the health and the growth of the individual. So, you know, th- that's where I'm headed. You know, I am, let's say, a performance coach and a massage therapist that only executes his service in an environment that is aligned with, with quantum, you know, biology and circadian biology. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. And I, th- I hope that's where everything's heading and we're creating a directory. So we'll have to put you in there for sure. But the idea of that being like, if somebody, you know, has a, a doctor but, and now they're like, Oh, I need a trainer. They can, ref- you know, you can find each other so that everybody in your, who's pr- helping you in your life, is aligned mm-hmm. on these principles yeah it's been a, a awesome sight to see you know like say like dr leland stillman um and, and carrie bennett and, and the list is growing and growing and growing who are at the caliber of what they do and emphasizing and prioritizing you know say this these methods which you know again like a couple of years ago this was <laughs> wasn't really the case so it's it's very it's very humbling and it's very rewarding to see that now what have you been, you know, you, you have your podcast and you're obviously someone who's like continuously working to, to learn more. So what are some dots that you've connected lately or some kind of moment, you know, sort of where are yeah. you at? Things? Oh, shoot. That's a, uh, that, that could be a whole rabbit hole. I'll keep it surface layer. So once you start to understand, you know, say a, a little bit of this quantum language, you know, you start to prioritize a certain way of life, right? You're, you prioritize how much time you're spending outdoors. You're, you're prioritizing, you know, say the, the power of say like your internal batteries, the, the quality of your water and how much time you're spending outdoors, et cetera. Now, you know, say like, that's a, a good place to begin. And this is how, you know, Carrie and I started to really connect on, you know, what we do is the, you know, say like the energetic, say, transference and and the the translation and the the energetic communication between human to human through human touch is is really profound because you know and this is i'm talking you know thousands of years old this profession is is massage therapy body work and obviously it's it's energetic in nature and it's also rooted in standard you know western you know 
biological sciences. I think where we're headed now with, with specifically that profession is to integrate now this, this, this quantum world, the quantum language and the quantum understanding of what actually is going on at the subatomic level, at, at the physiological level, when, you know, say a therapist is manipulating tissue, you know, well, what's happening? Okay, right. We're, we're improving circulation. Yeah. We're improving range of motion. We're doing all these things. Great. We're also changing the quantum structure, you know, we're, we're changing this, the structure of the water, we're changing the energetic component, you know, as, as energy moves from, 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 you know, electrons move from, from, I believe it's high to low, right? I don't want to mess that up. Um, so, right. So like there, that's part of what I do now too. And, and like, I don't have to tell, say the client this, but in the back of my head, I know that like, I need, I need to have my battery very high because now my, re- my results from a session are that much more efficacious because, you know, I'm, I'm translating some form of energy into, into their trapezius, into their calf, into their whole global structure. You know, so that's like, you know, a little bit of where I'm headed now with, with why I think body work is, yes, it is so important, but it's, it's a vital part of, say, like the, the quantum equation in, in health and performance. That's really cool. And um, I, I really want to go listen to your podcast with, with Carrie Bennett, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys had like some really interesting conversations on the quantum massage. Mm. So, so yeah, like, let's dive into that a little. I love this idea of, so the, I'm also hearing you saying is that like the quantum level, let's say of the practitioner providing the service is also going to make a difference. 100%. To, to the effect that the client receives. 100%. If, if you are, say, low on energetic potential, right? If you're, if you're drained, if you are, say, not in a high, say, like, potentiated state, you have a ceiling on, on what you're able to do. How much effect are you able to have on that tissue in front of you is determined by, say, the level at, at which you're at. And it's that, it's that important to take care of yourself from a quantum perspective if you're going to perform a quantum modality, which therapeutic massage therapy is a now a quantum modality. So what I mean, what I mean, like a quantum modality, it's, it's again, we're, we're in, we're entering, I call it like the circadian age. We're entering like the, the world of say quantum understandings, quantum applications, um, you know, quantum lifestyle. Right. And if, you say, again, siding on the generalist approach, you understand just the general principles at play. You can say, honor these say principles. Health is a byproduct of the principles that you live by. You exist and are more consistently say vibrant, like vibe, high vibration, um, you know, high amount of energy. You're more effective as, as a therapist. If you're, you know, you're predominantly living in that say highly vibrant state. Um, because the people that are coming into you are looking for relief. They are looking for change. They're looking for some type of positive outcome. And you are, again, able to influence more positive outcomes if, you know, say your redox is in a better state, right? And, and you can, you know, literally communicate electrons from your, say, highly potentiated state to, say, the, say the person who's maybe has a... a a slightly different redox gradient than, than you do, you know? So I like to entertain these ideas because this is again, a four-year process of my own exploration to, that has led me to here. I chose massage therapy 
like before I knew about say like the quantum mechanics, I started to learn about light health. Right. And I knew like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to break out of the gym mold, like if I wanted to escape and, you know, do something, a that's very creative and fun, but also doesn't beat me up. I, you know, body work, if, if you're doing it properly and if it's timed out well, you can do it till, you know, you're 70, 80 years old, I believe. You, it's very difficult to be a personal trainer if you're training 10 clients a day indoors and last 10 years. Like it just, it grittily, it literally will grind to the grindstone. So I knew like, all right, if I'm going to say balance myself out, like I talk a lot in like the energies of yin and yang, which is like right behind me. So like my trainer side is like my yang energy. My body worker is my yin energy. And when I'm balanced between, I know I'm operating in a state of harmony internally, which I'm now more effective in each domain and I'm not burning myself out and I can create and provide long-term, you know, professional service, you know, how, however, however long I want to do this stuff. And, and then integrating all this, say like the, these quantum mechanics. To, so therefore, again, from the quantum perspective, I'm very effective in, in whatever say service I'm providing. I love that. That's a great approach. And I love this idea of our personal quantum level mm. matters in mm -hmm. everything we do. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go really into like the energetics behind it. You know, I, I consider uh, the human being is like this emotional vibrating sponge that's emitting light. right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're, you know, vibrating at a specific frequency. We're like a sponge that soaks in, you know, photonic energy and, you know, we have emotions, right. And certain emotions are influencing this, this, like this kind of soup that's going on. Um, but if we're tuning and, and attending to say like each of these domains, you know, our, you could say integrated completeness is, is whole and it's in harmony because it's honoring not only the quantum principles, but which are the principles of mother nature. That's really where the dots start to connect. So I'm interested in, in that you're talking about the emotion, the emotional state as well, aside from, you know, ramping up motivation. That's not, that's not a realm that I hear a lot of personal trainers talk about. So mm. you talk about how you incorporate your understanding of the emotional wellness of people into your work. Yeah, that's a big one. And again, if I was to say, like, offer any real effective application of, say, integrating emotions or clearing, it's, it really begins with awareness, right? It begins with your own inter and intra emotional awareness. And it, the, the more you can clearly identify what anger is, what it feels like, how it behaves, how does it manifest in your body? What does it want to do? compared to say sadness, how does it feel? Where does it exist in your body? What, what does it feel like? What does it want to do? When does it come about? When does, what does fear feel like? And Cause they're all like different notes on the piano, right? And if, if for you to really be a, say like a masterful composer here, you want to be able to have the appropriate, you know, sensitivity to say to each note, and then therefore you can identify it and then do what needs to be say done with it do what needs to be done say with anger appropriately do what needs to be done say with sadness appropriately same thing with fear same thing with doubt like all these say like different emotions have different signatures to them you want to say like improve and expand your awareness about all of them therefore it's almost like say learning learning an alphabet 
And then therefore you can, now you can, now you can work with them. Now you can begin to say, clear them or journal them out or breathe them out or let them express in very healthy manners or say with a, say a practitioner, you know, with say like some energetic techniques, you can start to clear that out. And then, but there, I really know that like all emotions possess some type of energetic potential, right? Some lower, say some high, I really don't use the the terms like positive or negative. I think those are assigned stay to the emotion. I think fear is extremely positive when, when learned. Anger is extremely positive when learned and, and used properly. They have a, an energy to them. They, they're like, you know, putting more gas in, in your fuel tank here. You just have to learn, you know, really how to speak to them, how to, you know, play this piano, if you will, and then, and then have, say, like uh, the appropriate outlet for them. You know, so that's really, if you're going to say, like, approach anything, I do talk about this a lot in my personal mentorship, specifically with males. Like the big four emotions that I talk about are fear, anger, doubt, and lust. You know, for a male, if you can have a control, say, or learn how to speak each of these languages, you know, learn how to speak fear's language, learn how to speak anger's language, learn how to speak lust's language. This is really important for a male. And then learn how to speak your doubt. Like when you say, say, um, work in each of those four domains, you have at least more of, say, like a completion of, as a masculine male. Now you can operate because these emotions are inevitable, meaning like they're always going to be there. They're always a part of the equation. Doesn't say like you master one, it never comes back. It's always going to knock on your front door. And I'd actually argue the more skilled you become with fear, it actually gets better at itself. And so like fear gets bigger, it gets gnarlier, it gets more fearful as you say master. It's like this dance that never ends. Same thing with all of them. So that in itself is like a skill set that you can start to just teach certain principles to. Therefore, you can begin to work with them and they no longer say pull you down or paralyze you, you actually learn how to work with them and leverage them in your favor. Beautiful. I love that. And I mean, would you say at the quantum level, feelings are, or emotions are probably a kind of light in of themselves? Yeah. Once you can start to make the link between, you know, the particleness and the waveness and, you know, the frequenciness and, and the light, itness, you know, you again, have like a, an emotion, which is a, a certain vibration it has a say signature of a certain specific light. And again, light is energy. It is what it is. You can start to again, like play with this language a little bit. And at least it's, it's now a domain that you have a, a little bit more skill in. I saw someone posted on Twitter recently. It was a conversation about a little bit about light and movement and this person just said you know i always he said i had so many emotional and personality problems and then i got a job as a mailman and all i do is walk around outside all day <laughs> and i'm so like he's like and everything balanced out frederick nietzsche's quote only good thoughts are produced while walking right walk hippocrates walking is man's first medicine and so, so you take that principle of, of locomotion and walking, how therapeutic it is, not least for your body, but for your mind. And you do it in a, in a natural environment, right? You do it in fresh air. You do it with, with all the elements of the year, not only in summer when it's nice, but in the winter, right? Like that's how humans are designed to live. We're designed to receive whatever stimuli that nature provides to us and then live in that, adapt to it, honor it don't escape it. Don't try to create a man-made environment. You're, you're designed to live in the natural environment. 
you, and you, that what that does is really unlock all the genetic potential slumbering within yourself. So if you were talking to somebody who's maybe just starting their journey, they're coming back from chronic fatigue, or they're not somebody who's healthy in a physical way yet, talk to us about, I love what you were just saying about just moving, being mm. outside. Yeah. You know, from a, a standpoint to begin, I start with the body, then I move to the mind and then I end with the spirit, right? So to, to take care of the entire, say, body, you know, you want to honor, say, some of these principles, live more in a harmonious way with the principles that drive your body, right? That, that drive, you know, your, your mechanisms at place, some of these quantum principles and circadian biology principles. So when you can start to dial these in, again, health is a byproduct of, of, of the environment and the lifestyle that you live. So you want to have, say, this lifestyle married to not only the cadence and the pace of mother nature, but, but some of these, say, um, non-negotiables, like laws that you really shouldn't be breaking all the time. Um, so like time-restricted eating is a good one to pair with circadian rhythm. Like I can firmly say, like when I'm eating or when I stop eating, you know, pretty much either an hour before sunset or very, you know, tightly on that window, you know, my sleep is great in, in addition to, you know, my circadian rhythm being aligned, you know, so having say like this pace in place, having say like the, the fundamental principle of rhythm in place in relation to our body, you know, rhythm could also could be physical movement. Rhythm is the breath. Rhythm is the heart rate. Like it's all rhythm, right? This is how like my message restore rhythm is Yes, it's circadian rhythm, but it's it's so many other rhythms. Your your peristalsis rhythm, like it's all it's all a movement, it's all a cadence, it's all a pace, and it does it's designed to be balanced and it's designed to be in in a harmony with with these say two forces: contraction, relaxation, inhale and exhale, systole, diastole, like um, you know ingesting food and eliminating food, light during the day and darkness at night. It, it, all these say principles when they're say balanced in in um, you know there are approach. It, health is natural. Like it's a natural experience. It's a natural expression. It's not complicated. It's extremely simple. And it, it is, you know, it's dicey because it's, it's may feel like there's so much information out there and I don't know where to begin. And I don't know if keto or paleo or vegan or like what to do with all this. And it's like, okay, like just boil it down into very simple principles, boil it down to your breath, boil it down to your heart rate, boil, boil it down to what you're putting in your body boiling it down to how much time you're spending outdoors, like get those basics down. And then the body will start to really express like its physical potential, which is uh, its health. And then once that say like, you know, at least firmly rooted in some type of consistent routine where you're, you have, you know, say the knowledge and the application that once you're say on the Ferris ride, like you're never going to fall off. And maybe if you do, you know how to get back on, like that's now a part of who you are. Then you can start to really, create a sound and harmonious mind, just like the mailman, right? Like you have some type of outlet and understanding of how the mind operates. And then therefore you can say, traverse it, know what to do in certain contexts and situations. Like I did mention the emotions, things of that nature. And then you can go like a little bit deeper into say like the spirit, like the, the quote metaphysical, meta meaning beyond like the physical body. That doesn't mean like esoteric at all. It just means we all have something inside of us that's bigger than our body, better than you say more a higher potential than our body, not to get say like religious at all, but like you can just simply walk someone through like these say three domains, create like, again, the balance, the harmony and the, and the, uh, the rhythm in each of these. And then therefore you, I believe now like that 
is wholeness that is holistic that is that is balance that is you know what what nature is doing in front of us every second of every day is that and and if we have any sense or any ability to say observe it's literally in front of us at every everywhere we can look thanks that was a beautiful explanation i love that i love it yeah and how health is our naturally wants to express itself if we give it the opportunity <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. yeah it is i'm not saying it's easy i'm saying it's simple <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely what are you know in the people that you work with what are what are you seeing what are their most common challenges and what are some of the victories and growth that you see yeah I, that's a great question and it's, it's funny because somebody asked me recently like that we were talking about like you know the path of your life and you know he, he mentioned that x saved his life like whatever that is something saved his life and then I was like, wait, well, what, did, what saved my life, right? And, you know, I spent the night kind of thinking about that. And I woke up the next morning and I said, the sun, my breath, and, and cold water. Like those three things really like dramatically changed like the course of my life. It, it allowed me to learn about myself. It allowed me to regain, say, like this, this presence of harmony within and without. And it, it showed me that I'm capable of much, much more. And I think that's pretty common for a lot of people walking around that are say like curious about a really you know say tap into say higher levels of potential um, but also just basic fundamentals of, of health and well-being i think the breath is like the fundamental first step on the staircase i don't like circadian rhythm yes and i think like i don't know i haven't really decided one or the other i, th I think it's a marriage of both i think your light health and how you can live your life in accordance with nature yes and your breath because your breath is like this little micro example of the balance and the harmony and the rhythm that that is necessary like it's driving your cellular respiration you know your metabolism your rest like all these you know say like fundamental say factors that are driven by your inhale and your exhale and what well, what does that do for you like profound effects like the state of your nervous system can now be harmonious and be regulated the state of your mind, like the, the, the breath is an access point into the mind and the Eastern approach, right? So if you want to learn about your body, learn about your mind, learn about where it goes and how to bring it back to center, the best place to begin is the breath. And when you can say, like I teach, like it's an invisible shifter right in front of you all the time and you just don't know it yet. And once you can start to learn it, you grab the clutch and now all of a sudden you can shift with gears. And, you know, you can ramp yourself up or you can bring yourself down or when things get extremely chaotic, you have the skill set to bring yourself right to a point that is even the chaos is still existing around you. Like the ice bath is still 34 degrees, but you can at least center yourself and be calm, cool and collected and poised only with your breath. Nothing else. Look nowhere else. Um, so when people say come to me or when I work with them. It's say, yeah, we're, we're driving home these, these principles of, of, you know, say quantum, the quantum language and the circadian principles. And even in the most micro example, like how you breathe and move, if you can have that marriage, that union of proper breath and proper movement patterns, and then all of a sudden you tie it in with just some sound nutritional examples, like I, it really doesn't have to veer far from that at all. I love that.
Before we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts? Are there, is there anything coming to you that you'd like to share or a fleeting thought that you could articulate to us? Yeah, that's a, that's a cool, cool question. And I, I guess a call to action for myself. It's, you know, I've been on a, you know, a quest and a journey for the answer. And I don't think the answer exists. I think the answer is the actual journey. And I say this all the time. There's multiple ways to get to the way. And you're not going to discover the way potentially in this lifetime. And I don't think you should, but you should be focusing on at least some of the ways to get to the way, some of the ways to get you to your own way. And everybody's different and everybody has, you know, say their own unique gift, you know, their own unique story, their own, their own unique thing that they have to do in this lifetime. And it's, I'm not saying this is easy at all, but you know, your life will start to get very clear when you make, say that a priority. Um, you focus on the growth of yourself. You focus on the relationships in your absolute immediate environment in real people, real, re, you know, reality. And say, you know, your, your social media connections as well. Like it's extremely important, you know, to handle yourself well in every single context situation, almost as if like somebody's watching you at all times and, you know, they, they want you to be the best version of yourself. And, you know, that's only possible if you're healthy. That's only possible if you have like a sound mind. That's only possible if you're breathing properly. That's only possible if you're connected to nature. That's only possible if you're putting good food in your mouth. That's only possible if you're meditating, if you're journaling. Like it's, it's, it, it is impossible to really position yourself as what you could become if you're not taking care of yourself. And, you know, when you do, you almost feel as if now like you've leveled up to a point where you have, say, now a responsibility to help others in the same exact way. You almost it was like called to being like a guide or, you know, a mentor as a teacher. And, you know, I'm a trainer by trade and a body worker by trade, but people have always told me that what you do that's better than anything else is you, you teach, you know, you're a, you're a good teacher and, you know, that's could be anything. So it's up, up to the person to find out like what they're really, really good at, like what's their gift? What are they, what are they extremely, extremely special in? And then let that freaking scream, let that out because that's a very liberating feeling. Matt, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Like I loved where we ended up going. And yeah, I was talking with Victor Misfood, the blind biohacker. Yeah. We were talking about the need to make sure that, you know, this whole community does come together around emotional health. And I did not know that's where this was going to go. So I'm delighted that it did because <laughs> that's an area that we, you know, I think is really important. And it's almost like as you get better in one area, so maybe your physical health by going in the, in the sun, you can't help but want to bring that healing to every aspect of your being. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relationship, you know, like you have to have a very strong communal relationship, you know, a yin and yang to nature. I, it, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute necessity. Every single person that I've met over you know the last couple of years who has been very like-minded to myself but also like-hearted which are two different things has a strong connection to nature and those who i've say grown out of a relationship with 
or don't necessarily stay in contact much with, or we have some things in common, but not a lot of things. They don't have the extreme connection to nature as, as I do and as you do and, and everybody part of this community does. It's like a fingerprint that is like permanently touches you and it never goes away and it completely changes you for the rest of your life. And, and therefore, when you see somebody or you talk to somebody, you recognize the same fingerprint that they have, that you have, and you build a bond, you build a connection, a relationship. And, you know, we're, we're I always say, like, we're all on the same team at, in, the, in the large scale, right? So it, it feels more and more true, you know, each and every day. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Lovely conversation. Thank you so much. This has been the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. To find a practitioner who practices from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely take a look at the Applied Quantum Biology Certification, a six-week study of the science of the new human health paradigm and its practical application with your patients and clients. We also love to feature graduates of the program on this very podcast. Until next time, the QBC.